0: As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Feeling like you need a punch of energy? Enter Wonderful Pistachios. I love them. The snack that packs a protein punch. And the best part, they come in so many flavors and so many sizes. Whether you're on the go or chilling at home, wonderful pistachios, they're the go-to snack for me. Here's the real kicker, the protein. These little wonders are one of the highest protein nuts out there. Just one ounce serves up a whopping six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. So visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. I love them. Lots of breaking news. We'll have all of it. Live in L.A., it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Man, we got a show today. Man, we got a game tonight. Man, we had a game last night. J-Mac, the ultimate validation. Sometimes in life it takes a while for the truth to come out. Right, you got to wait to the very last two minutes of the NFL's regular season for the truth to come out this a shot at Tua and the Dolphins, huh? It's not a shot. <laughs> but it took until the last minute or two to be validated. I never bought into Miami, and I said, Buffalo ultimately is the team you can trust in this division. And you saw the overwhelming talent and natural ability of Josh Allen was on display. And Tua's clear limitations were. Tua, for the record, his first-half numbers are amazing. His second-half numbers, nine touchdowns, eight picks all year. He's a guy, once he's off the brilliant script of his head coach. Josh Allen, it's not about the script. It's not about the coach. It's about the dude. Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen are so gifted, otherworldly, that they can have bad nights. Josh was the only person beating Josh last night. Couple of bad picks, three turnovers. And he overcomes it on the road on sheer talent. Stuff that almost nobody else on the planet can do. Think about the year for the Bills head coaching drama, Von Miller controversy, offensive coordinator fired, Stefan Diggs unhappy, injuries to the defense. Eh. Josh Allen blows through all of it. You're looking at a guy. It is. It's John Elway, bigger, stronger, faster. The best quarterback is winning these divisions. Aaron Rodgers in the AFC East isn't close to Josh Allen, the talent. And Tua is ordinary off script. You look at these numbers last night on the road. 473 yards, 8.2 yards a pass, 30 of 38 against Vic Fangio. 38 minutes of ball control. The last 12 times Miami has faced Buffalo, Josh Allen is 11-1. and one. The environment and the circumstances, whatevs, he wins. Remember the story Brady was gonna own the Dolphins or part of him? Josh Allen does. He's right up the street. He will dominate this division until he's out of his prime, which is probably six or seven years. He is otherworldly, and Buffalo, he willed them to the number two seed. Most everybody bailed on this franchise when they lost to Philadelphia in overtime. And I said, No, no, hold on. It's still Josh Allen. It's a good organization. They're finding a running game. This is one of their better offensive lines. Go with the best player in the division. And that's Josh Allen, and it's not particularly close. It's not a Belichick division. It's not an Aaron division. It's not a Mike McDaniel and a fast receiver in Miami division. This division will be owned. Because, by the way, this was a year where they had the OC fired, head coach drama, receiver unhappy, controversy, injuries. This was a year that it didn't go right. It wasn't perfect. Coaching changes midseason. And he still wins it. It took to the final minute of the regular season. But the truth almost always comes out. Here's Josh with the number two seeded Buffalo Bills. At the end of the day, this, this, this is fun. This is cool. I'll never say no to winning a division. But the only thing that it solidifies is a home game and one more game. So... It uh, doesn't mean anything if we go out there next week and don't do our job. So we gotta, we got to find a way to put our best foot forward and go go find a victory next week. When he made that run off to the right, and I was thinking to myself, these are pro athletes. These are people that were the best athlete in their high school, college, often in their position at the draft. And Josh Allen is running through them on the road, uh, that play, to me, it, it was a little Steve Young. It was a little Brett Favre. It was a little Lamar Jackson. But that that scramble, uh, just intuitive understanding, and then at 6'6", six, six, leans forward and gets the first. That's why, whenever I hear these analytic people, winning is not a quarterback stat. Reverse the quarterbacks, Miami wins last night. And that's not a shot at McDaniel. Tyreek Hill, Tua. Josh is just different. All right, Packers made the playoffs. Green Bay, and man, you talk about rare. It's like lottery rare, appears to have hit on a third straight quarterback. Now, they're 9-8. and eight. They're not 13-4. and four. They're not 12-5. and five. They had to win yesterday to get in, and they're an underdog and should be by a touchdown or so in the playoffs. But here's what's true and indisputable. If you go to Aaron Rodgers' last 10 games last year with mostly the same dudes, and Jordan loves final 10 games this year, it's not close. Passer rating, touchdown interception, completion, win-loss. Jordan's better than Aaron now. For both players, it was a home game. They were favored. They were facing a franchise in division, which doesn't have a great recent winning culture. Aaron stunk Jordan was amazing. And you know what? What's really cool? Not just the stats. Green Bay, if you're comparing Aaron and Jordan, has a team-first, locker room unifier, reasonably paid, ascending in his prime, wildly athletic quarterback. And it was completely on display yesterday. Mission accomplished. It doesn't matter if they lose at Dallas. It's one of the youngest teams to ever make the playoffs. It's offensively, it's kids everywhere. And I think they probably eventually have to get the defense right from coaching to personnel. It doesn't quite feel right. But mission accomplished. They could go on the road and get smoked. This, this is not, it's unfair to label this as a Super Bowl team. San Francisco, Buffalo, Kansas City, San, you know, Baltimore, those teams, there's pressure on those teams. This team's like Houston. They're playing with house money. Mission accomplished. They found their quarterback. And simultaneously, when you juxtapose Justin Fields, who's got weapons too, and Jordan Love, it gave the Bears a reminder who gets quarterback right in this division and who owns the division over the last 30 years. Chicago, you're on the clock. Green Bay, welcome to the playoffs again. Here's the coach. He's a tough-minded sucker now. Um, you know, his family did a hell of a job raising him in terms of just what he's all about. He's about all the right things, and, you know, the guy just comes to work every day, has a great attitude, is one of the guys, you know, has has really improved over the course of four years, and I'm just super happy for him. He He's earned it. Four years? Three months? In October, it looked like he couldn't play. Lafleur was grumbling post-game at the podium. It's growth, and one of the things we always thought was crucial moving off Aaron was that generationally, Jordan is this roster. He's young, they're young. Music, tech, lifestyle, he hangs with them. doesn't feel like a father figure in the locker room. Brady often talked about that as he got older, his teammates got younger. As a quarterback gets more expensive, you have to get cheaper, and that means you have to get younger. Jordan Love fits. Ascending, team-first, unifier, athletic, going into his prime, and the Packers now are getting quite a deal financially. That's not going to last long. J-Mac doesn't want to hear it, but um, what I watched yesterday and in the last 10 games – is worth paying a lot of money for. This yeah. is a, and this is why. Listen, everybody grows at a different pace. C.J. Stroud, game one. Whoa. Jordan Love, game six. Ugh. Been on the bench three years. Ugh. But since then, whether it's confidence or coaching, he's popped. Everybody grows at a different speed, and in October he didn't look close to this. Now. He is playing downhill because that was he made some throws on that thing. You're like, oh, that's far of an errand. Yeah, that that's he made throws and you're like, okay, yeah, yeah that that's what a franchise quarterback looks like. Ba- Bears
1: top corner was missing uh, mighty okay. Chicago defense. You're <laughs> right, yeah, yeah.
0: Jordan Love was <laughs> phenomenal.
1: Uh, I saw 18 touchdowns, one interception down the stretch. Pretty impressive. So you that means you like their chances against uh, Dallas, huh? No, I don't.
0: Oh, oh interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Dallas at home is favored. We I, I'll say this: we've got some. The NFC playoff games, I get <laughs> Goff against Stafford. Oh gosh! Rams Lions. That's as good as a first round game gets. Green Bay Dallas. Here's the advantage for Green Bay. Pressure's a thousand percent on Dallas. Green Bay is like one of the youngest playoff teams there. They can go on the road and like, hey, let's just have fun. They're also built. If they get outplayed to play from behind. Mm. They're like Washington Huskies tonight. Even if they're outplayed, they're built to throw 15 straight times. And then I get Baker against a messy Philadelphia team that can't get anything right. I think Eagles are going to be fine, but you, you left out the best part. Jerry Jones not giving McCarthy
1: the vote of confidence heading into the playoffs. We'll see how the postseason goes. Although that just, that amplifies the pressure on Dallas. Oh, yeah. That, it's that not like staff, we've seen McCarthy get nervous in a big spot before.
0: <laughs> usually, usually, the, you know, the, first of all, the Houston Texans—they got their Saturday playoff spot. That's 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 given to them, granted to them, every few <laughs> years. But you start looking at these playoff games, and uh, even without Baltimore and San Francisco, there are some those NFC playoff games. Those are late window regular season yeah. games. Those are great games. It feels like Dallas could win in a blowout, or I could see them losing this game. No. Well, there is some... We have an upset every year in the first round. So I don't think it's going to be Mason Rudolph providing. <laughs> My guess is if you look at first-round upsets, you've got to have a quarterback at least as good as Baker Mayfield, uh, Jordan Love. Your first-round upset usually comes when Cincinnati beats Tennessee. It's Joe Burrow. So you usually, if you're going to have an upset, like the Houston Texans, a C.J. Stroud can provide upsets. I, I, I don't see... Like, Buffalo's going to beat Pittsburgh, right? Handily. Yeah. yeah, Second
1: game, I bet, for the wild card.
0: (laughs) Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero Pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more. You can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual.
3: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
0: So the playoff games are out. We'll get to that. Washington, Michigan for the natty tonight. We'll get to that. Top of next hour where Colin was right, where Colin was wrong. Some thoughts about the entire season on that. So Bill Belichick is still under contract. The Patriots could, if they intended to, trade bill belichick to a team and my guess is he's done in new england and they're considering that but they don't want to take too long to build a new staff belichick spoke this morning to the boston media come for whatever um you know collectively we decide as an organization is the best thing to help our football team i'm going to contract um do what i always do which is you know every day i come in work as hard as i can to help the team In whatever way I can Um, so that's what I'm gonna continue to do anytime you're gonna make a move with a company any company you have to identify what the problem is in New England where do we start how about everything the offensive roster is weak the skill levels low the staff not very good they can't draft the last decade it is a dated tone-deaf defensive culture in an offensive league Congrats, build Grumpy Bill a statue. Giving him a new coordinator not solving the problems. They've got major issues everywhere. And the downside in life to those who collect power, eventually you'll be held responsible. Bill is. He controlled every inch of this franchise. And they didn't score a touchdown in five of their games. Blow it up. Get an offensive-leaning coach. Smart young people who aren't tone deaf to the right side of the ball. Stop spending all your money on defense. Go get a quarterback, draft one, and elevate him and get a staff. Nobody related to the coach. Sorry, that's the way the best operations are run. Get a real scouting department. This is a full demo what do they do well? Well, Bill is a great defensive head coach. And that matters. D'Amico Ryan's made the playoff. Mike Tomlin did too. So Bill's a great defensive mind. Nobody, nobody doubts that. But good luck working alongside Bill. A general manager worth his salt should just do it himself because they have a lot of catching up to do. They're not close I mean, Buffalo keeps finding young players, backs, wide receivers, corners. Buffalo's fast. Buffalo's twitchy. Miami. I mean, even the Jets have one side of the ball right with great athletes. So the New England Patriots, what you don't want to become is the Chicago Bears, where the highlight of every season is honoring players who were great years ago. Gross. You don't want to be the Bears. That's their highlight. Let's go back and remember that. No, let's not. Let's get it right. Let's get it offensive. Let's get somebody else drafting. To me, I'd start over. I, I don't think you can work alongside. People with this much money, power, and legacy, these many rings, you're going to work under. People are going to be intimidated. Uh, Bill's not as collaborative as you would hope. I've been hearing this for a decade that come January midway through, he waves off the scouting department. I'll take the draft from here. Yeah, I know. I've seen it. It's been awful forever, especially on the offensive skill side. So I think they're going to move on. I think they should build a statue, but romanticizing the past does nothing for tomorrow. Other than to Bill. Jay Mack with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news.
1: This is the Herdline News. I saw a stat that the Patriots had 119 yards against the Jets, which was the lowest yardage output under Belichick with the Patriots in his entire career there. I mean, Colin. They're bad. Like, aggressively bad. Yeah. All right, let's get started with the Dallas Cowboys. They dominate the Commanders, number two seed in the NFC. Home field advantage in the first two rounds. Dak Prescott doesn't want the team to rely on their regular season success in Jerry World.
0: It's huge. Just just going over this, you just said that the... The atmosphere that, that, that the Cowboys fans have created at ATT, the way that we've come out these last two years, um, but I can tell you this we can't lean on that. We, we've got to lean on our preparation. We've got to uh, commit to, the, to studying these guys, to being on our best, knowing our execution, knowing what's expected of us, playing to our standard. And um, yeah, I say anybody anywhere, but right now it's Green Bay at ATT. Hmm. I think they should be favored. Um, but uh, yeah they um, That's a lot of pressure. Jerry Jones not giving Mike McCarthy uh, the push, the automatic, the guarantee. The vote of confidence. Well, wait, but why for the regular season? Who cares? He's done
1: this for several years. Great. Wonderful. Winning in the playoffs. Yeah. Colin, I'll, say, I'll say this. We should be able to pencil Dallas into the NFC title game. Like, go ahead and write it. Mm-hmm. They're touchdown favorites in this one. And next week, they likely would play... Uh, Tampa Bay, if they happen to win, or uh, Philadelphia, which is like a wounded animal. That's assuming Detroit wins. Like, I, they should automatically be favored by a touchdown in that game. Now, maybe the Rams come in and Dallas already beat
0: the Rams by like 25 at home. Stafford did get hurt in that game, but. Well, Dallas. Okay, Dallas is not better than six, seven weeks ago. The Rams are significantly better than six or seven weeks ago. Okay. I mean, you look at the Packers today and the Rams today. They're not their October version. They are completely different football teams. Buffalo has been up, down, up, down. Look, the Rams weren't good. Now they're excellent. The Packers weren't good. Now they're feisty. They're not great. Rams would beat Green Bay, I believe, if they met. Uh, coach, quarterback, edge. But I, I will say this, is that if Dallas faces the Rams or Detroit, I would take the Rams or Detroit. Wow. I I, um, I would. So, so
1: just to be confirmed, Let's say Dallas gets to the NFC title game. Is that enough for McCarthy to
0: keep his job? Yes. I mean, let's say they beat Green Bay uh, 33-27. Wonderful. And then they go and um, they lose to Philly in overtime. At
1: home? Oh, that's that's a terrible loss. (laughs) Is it? Yeah, they smoked him at home and they should have beat him in Philly. So you'd fire him after that? I think if he doesn't get, I think if he gets to the NFC title game, he's probably safe. But if he any loss before then, I think he's he's gone. Oh, wow.
0: Now, if Jim Harbaugh was available, that could be different. So,
1: so, does Harbaugh, regardless of tonight's outcome, I think he's got to wait for Dallas to see what happens. Well, at yeah, Dallas, no, right? no.
0: If I could get Harbaugh, that changes the temperature mm. and the, the vacancy sign in the hotel Char- changes. <laughs>
1: Chargers better <laughs> lock him up this week. Quickly! Uh, no, no, I
0: wouldn't let. If Jim interviews in Los Angeles, don't let him leave the building. You don't let him leave the building. You make the offer, write the check, and uh, take him for a go. Go find a realtor in the next office. Say, Jim, are, we have a realtor friend here. Would your wife go? Uh, there's a place in Manhattan Beach. Go shopping. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the next story, the Jags. Oh, boy. Hey, listen, we get to go after
1: some people today, and the Jags are one of them. Holy cow. They were, at one point, the number two seed in mid-November, and they fall out of the playoffs after a loss to the lowly Titans. Uh, they lost Jacksonville lost five of six. Can't figure it out. What is wrong? Well, I think we'll get into it here in a sec. Let's listen to Trevor Lawrence frustrated after the L. The words now
0: don't really mean much. You know, kind of still, it's fresh and everyone's gonna deal with this their own way. And um, you should, I mean, everyone does, but you should, should feel sick and you should feel disappointed and frustrated in yourself and our offense and the team, everything. I mean, because like I said, you put in so much work and then for it all to, you know, coming in here, we win, we're making the playoffs. We got a home playoff game. We're leaving here, going home and we're done. So we all understand where we're at and how disappointing it is the finish that we had this year we gotta be better I wish I had answers because I thought this team had a real viable shot to be a number one seed off last year's playoff win add Calvin Ridley and they they started the year they looked pretty interesting and it got bad I mean they are the opposite of the Rams good early disaster late you know Rams we thought were gonna be bad got all beat up I mean, it's just, it, it, some of this is just McVeigh's a great coach. Some of this is coaching. When when you don't do anything right at the end of the year, some of it has to be on coaching, doesn't it? Well, I, well, Trevor Lawrence, whatever. some of it on Trevor Lawrence,
1: who, by well, the way, unbelievable stats. Since he entered the league, he leads all quarterbacks in turnovers.
0: He's got a few of those. Josh Allen has a, a lot of few those. Well, I mean, Josh yeah, Allen, Josh has, Allen a lot. has some playoff wins, man.
1: He was almost the MVP of the league. Trevor Lawrence can't beat the Titans in a win and get in situation. So, two ways to look at this. Lawrence was hurt and banged up down the stretch. We'll give him a pass. He's still a superstar. Or, I know he wants a new contract because his rookie deal—you know—he has one yeah. year left. I'm not giving you Joe Burrow money. I'm not giving you 45 million. I, I Trevor, I can't. No, I get Where it. What are the results? Like this is—I know the 201 is easier because he's flopped. But, like, Trevor not, Lawrence
0: is going to say, "Listen, I,
1: you, what are you guys without me?" Pay me 45 to 50 You could
0: argue he saved the franchise. They were moving games. Okay, but save them where? What what have they done? Well, they would. One playoff win. uh, You got to pay him starting with a four.
1: Starting with a four, yeah. But is it 45 to 50? Like, I mean, Dak, is he getting Dak Prescott money? Or is he getting Daniel Jones
0: money? You don't think he's as good as Dak? Mm. Well,
1: that's the problem. I hate to say it. The results here. Okay.
0: I I don't know. His leverage is what are they without him? They've been irrelevant my entire... That's fair. Well, Blake, Blake Bortles got over the AFC title mm-hmm. game. I and mean, we're still irrelevant. So, uh, remember, your favorite line
1: is, there are six quarterbacks I wouldn't take a call on. Uh, are you not picking up the phone if it rings in the middle of the night about Trevor Lawrence?
0: I'm not picking up a phone on Trevor Lawrence.
1: Final story. The Saints got... Oh, this is fun. Saints got a late touchdown. I'm sure you saw this. Uh, to put the capper on a just a beatdown of Atlanta, 48-17. Yeah. Now, Dennis Allen took an earful from Arthur Smith. If you're watching on TV, those are some F-bombs from Arthur Smith. What What are you doing? What are you doing? Dallas Allen's like, my bad. Apparently, Jameis Winston called his own number and said, we're handing it off to Jamal Williams to tack it on. Um, here's Jameis explaining the touchdown. This is bizarre. I apologize to DA yeah. because the play was, was victory. Yeah. Uh, but I also explained to DA that it was a team decision. Yeah. And uh, and I think when you have the a team morale, and I asked the guys, I say, guys, like, what do you want to do? do? Yeah. We know how much Jamal means to this team, and, and I understood from DA's perspective. So I, I, I give him that. Yeah. Yeah, but DA didn't condone that at all. Yeah. You know, he, he didn't. However, uh, we decided as a team to do it, and man, we got an interception to the one yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it, yeah. so, if, 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 if we were scored, would have scored, it still would have been disrespectful. This is the thing. It's about the team. It's not about regrets. It's not about anything else. It's about us as a team making a collective decision. But I do apologize to Dennis. I apologize to D.A. because that was not his call. That is weird. Remember the Jair Alexander? I'm going to go out and do the coin flip and be a captain for the Packers. Well, this is more weird than that. Hey, coach, I know you called this play, but the team, we just wanted to score one more.
0: Well, I think it sums up a little of Jameis Winston's career. Talent, but, you know, decision-making. Uh, listen, I, I, you... I think, you know, it, it's easy to say, you know, just worry about your own team. Which, I mean, this is Arthur Smith. Dude, this is your last game. You handle it better. Um, you know, there's just sort of an unspoken rule. Don't do that. But I don't – again, Arthur Smith was getting canned either way. I was told – I told you last week. I was told on Wednesday by a league source – Monday Arthur Smith was getting run. Uh, I I didn't tell you who it was. I was told Arthur Smith. Now I can tell you. So he was getting fired period. So uh, I don't think it makes Arthur Smith look great. I think what makes him look worse is the team's performance. They were pathetic yesterday. But I but I don't think, you know, in, in coaching circles, generally you wouldn't score there. That's the reality of it. You just generally don't need Listen man, it Call all off comes the dogs, ar- right? Yeah, I mean you just I, again you know, Jimmy Johnson's old line, it's not my fault your team stinks. I, I get that. But I think generally as a rule, kind of in, in football for coaches, it, listen, man, you're going to have a bad team. You're going to have a bad day. Um, it doesn't really mean anything because Arthur Smith was going to get fired. Atlanta's bad, shocker. Uh, New Orleans, by the way, still underachieved. But I, I do think there's sort of a – every industry has a, a professional courtesy – every single industry it could be the ice cream industry the trucking industry there's a professional courtesy generally you don't want in our business you don't want to pour it on and embarrass people uh but i don't think arthur handled it terribly well i would what i would have done is called a cell phone after the game and said you know what what the f's going on here yeah by the way arthur smith was fired at
1: 1201 this morning right as soon as black monday began Falcons have said, get this guy the hell out of town. Yeah. Um, better job, Atlanta or Washington? Washington looks like they have the number two pick
0: in the draft. I actually think...
1: <sighs> it's a tough one, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that's It's a coin flip. You don't have a quarterback in Atlanta. I don't want to hear... Ritter no, may oh, not have... You, you, you might have to cut him. You don't have one in Washington either. Yeah, but you're drafting second. You well, got Drake May or
0: Dayton Daniels or Penix. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news.
2: And thanks for stopping by.
0: The herd line news. So, wild card schedule is actually pretty good. The Saturday games you get Joe Flacco and Cleveland are going to Houston. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a go either way game for me. It, it's asking a lot for a rookie coach and a rookie quarterback to win a playoff game. It feels like I'd probably take Cleveland here. That's probably the side for me. But I, again, uh, you're gonna have some home playoff teams lose. So as I look and peruse at the home playoff teams, uh, Cleveland, I think, is at its best a better team than Houston. So I would probably take Cleveland there. Also, Saturday, Miami goes to Kansas City. It's going to be eight degrees. Uh, I don't think Miami's toast. I think Miami's clearly capable of winning this game if they get a league. Kansas City just doesn't score many points, but I'm going to take Kansas City at home. Sunday, you've got, uh, Pittsburgh at Buffalo. I like the Bills strongly there. Green Bay at Dallas. I take Dallas by a touchdown. LA at Detroit. My gut is Detroit should be favored and will win. Just wait, though, five or six days on the injury report. Lions got beat up, so there's real concerns about Detroit's Sam Laporta, the great rookie tight end, may not play. And then on Monday, Philadelphia at Tampa, not sure I like either. I would probably take Philadelphia now because of their playoff experience. So um, we'll, we'll get into that later. I uh, I would keep your eye on the injury reports for those games. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, we're Cavino and Rich. Fox Sports Radio every day, 5 to 7 p.m. Eastern. But here's the thing. We never have enough time to get to everything we want to get to. And that's why we have a brand new podcast called Overpromised. You see, we're having so much fun in our two-hour show. We never get to everything. Uncensored, by the way. So maybe we'll go at it even a little harder. It's going to be the best after show podcast of all time. There you go. Overpromising. Perfect. And remember, you could see it on YouTube, but definitely join us. Listen to Overpromised with Covino and Rich on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for. Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming. And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card. Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.
0: Black Buffalo Zero products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of comparable products. If you're an adult 21 and older that dips... I'm going to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo Zero Pouches. Black Buffalo's Zero Pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA by American farmers for adult consumers. What are they made of? Pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves. Food-grade ingredients. Most importantly, there's no nicotine or tobacco. Black Buffalo Zero is all about the history and tradition of dip, but they understand the convenience and discretion modern-day consumers are looking for. Bold flavor, full pouches. Black Buffalo Zero pouches give you the versatility to consume discreetly, but still keep the ritual with flavors Dipper's Love, Mint, Straight, Wintergreen, Peach, even Blood Orange, all proudly made right here in the U.S. So if you're 21 and older and want to learn more about Black Buffalo Zero, head over to blackbuffalozero.com to learn more can buy their pouch online, ship directly to most states. Black Buffalo, zero, zero nicotine, zero tobacco, 100% ritual.
3: Okay. I love Walker Hayes. He's amazing. He's so fun. Such a great entertainer. And that's why I'm so excited that JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. The Walker Hayes for JCPenney collection is an upbeat playlist of instant classics with laid-back appeal Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.
1: Wednesday night on FS1. It's a huge Big East doubleheader. First, Providence takes on Rick Patino's St. John Squad. Then fourth-ranked Yukon battles Xavier. It all begins Wednesday at
0: 6.30 Eastern on FS1. Yeah. Philadelphia, Philadelphia, Philadelphia. I hear a lot of negativity. I see hope and optimism in a clear future for the Eagles. Eh, who am I kidding? Um, when Nick Sariani got hired, he had a press conference. It was the worst thing I've ever seen. My sources, and I asked him about Sariani, said, I'm not sure if he's ready. He's a good football guy, he's a little young. I'm not sure if he's ready. He's not Sean McVay. He can't build a culture. He's not scheme guy like Kyle Shanahan. He looks a little over his head. Um, I had picked Philly to win the vision, but both Jay Mack and I said, they're not going to look the same. You can't lose Shane Steichen, who could be the next, you know, McVay or Kyle Shanahan and be the same. So they had a great pass rush. Uh, It's below average now. Uh, They had a dynamic, uh, clean offense. They're now a turnover-plug mess. They had four more yesterday. The question becomes, what do they do well? It reminds me a lot of a better version of the L.A. Chargers. I'm always concerned when a team ages poorly, meaning the longer the coach is there, the less they do well. What does Philadelphia do well? It's pretty clear there is a direct correlation between former offensive coordinator and now head coach with the Colts Shane Steichen and Nick Sirianni winning. Because the longer he's gone, the worse they get. They they were gutless yesterday. That, that, they didn't even compete. And so, like, every week with Brandon Staley, right? Remember Brandon Staley with the Chargers? Hey, we'll get there. We'll get there. We don't lose badly. And they lost badly. And then you're like, yeah, the team's quit. That, 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 that had a borderline team quit feel. And that's Philadelphia. A winning culture. So, uh, after the game... You know, Sirianni went into a bag of cliches. He's not great at the mic. Sometimes he's not great on the sideline. But that was ugly down 24 nothing at one point to the Giants, a division rival, where generally division games are competitive and close, even if a team's much better or much worse. And here was the coach after. None of us are quitters. We all get up off the mat when we're down, and we get up, and we keep going. Like, I don't, like... When you're when you get hit in life, when you get hit in football, you got two options: you can stay down, or you can get you can get the f up. And I know this group is fighters. I know this group will get up. I know that we've all been through things in our life that is that's that we've had all had to deal with, and we know how to get up. And that's why we're all sitting in this room. Yeah, that that was uh, the cliche handbook of NFL coaches. Uh, I I don't know what to make of it. I think I like them against Tampa. Tampa didn't look great yesterday. I'm not sure I do. But what would concern me, again, if you look at your football team, like the New York Giants are a great example. You may be unhappy, but I could certainly argue offensively, they're getting more production than the talent they have. Like the Giants, I'm like, I think they're well coached. I just don't think they're very good. There are teams in this league that I don't think have the right personnel. I mean, like Arizona. Like, Arizona fights. Arizona moves the ball. They have a great quarterback. There are things about Arizona I think they do well, and they're really limited. Philadelphia's got good O-line, D-line play. they got playoff experience. they got Hall of Famers. What do they do well? That concerns me. Like I've said before, I don't have to love you as a coach, but Chicago's defense for most of the last two months, the defense played pretty well. It's a defensive head coach. They did some things pretty well. Philadelphia is not doing anything well, and that looked like quitting. And so they're they're I I would not be shocked. Philadelphia is a very unique organization. They've moved off Super Bowl winning coaches. Winning coaches and Super Bowl winning quarterbacks. They moved off Wentz and Nick Foles and Chip Kelly and Doug Peterson, Andy Reid. Okay, Andy Reid dominated. Got to a lot five, I think NFC championships. So a lot of teams that move off coaches regularly, you see, is chaotic. Philadelphia is not. So if Sirianni came out and just laid an egg, and they got beat, you know, twenty-seven to seven, twenty-seven to ten against Tampa, I could see them making a move, or I could see them going out and supplementing Sirianni play calling with a great young OC and paying big money to get it. But this is an organization that's not terribly patient, and they've got an excellent standard. And recent history tells you they also have a good eye for talent. Drafting, coaching, they got a good eye for talent. So Philadelphia's not going to sit around and wait. They they're not at all. One of the things I love about the Eagles, they're not beholden to 3 years ago in statues. Like they'll go get the best guy available. And if Ben Johnson said tomorrow, "Yeah, I want your job," with Jalen Hurts over the Chargers job or the this job or that job, I think they'd make a move. All right, so the NFL draft order the top of it is set. And except for Arizona with a 4th pick, Chargers with a 5th and the Jets need a left tackle. At 10, seven of the remaining 10 teams have to strongly consider a quarterback. Again, Kyler Murray I'm not moving off of. Justin Herbert I'm not moving off of. And Aaron's quarterbacking in New York. Get him a left tackle. Doesn't matter who the quarterback of the Jets is. They're a mess at left tackle. This is a good left tackle draft. Now, I said this earlier in the show. It takes a while to see the truth. You know, you see that couple that gets divorced. Was it his fault, her fault? Wait a while. You'll see. You'll see who rebounds, who has their act together. It took until week 18 for a lot of Bear fans. Not for the rest of us, but for a lot of Bear fans, it probably took until yesterday, week 18. You really think Justin Fields is the future? He's 10-28. and Really? Seven starts to finish the season, five passing touchdowns and three picks. That's with a good number one receiver, a good number one tight end, and a good enough O-line. Stop trying to convince yourself you see something that isn't there. He doesn't throw the ball accurately enough. I mean, C.J. Stroud, first throw of the game. Playoff game against Indy. C.J. Stroud's first throw of the game. Oh, that's a franchise quarterback. C.J. Stroud's final drive of the game. Seven for seven with crazy throws. If you'd never seen C.J. Stroud play, on the road, win, get in game, C.J. Stroud, first play, last drive, oh, that's what a franchise quarterback looks like. Last night, Jordan Love threw for more passing touchdowns and more yards this season than any Chicago Bear quarterback ever. Now, that fundamentally is part of the problem. Been on this for several years. They don't know how to do quarterbacks right. So what Chicago has to do is get a quarterback that's so gifted, a Josh Allen, a Lamar, that they can overcome a lot of the Chicago heritage and nonsense. But um when I watch Justin Fields, I see a talent, I see an athlete, there's a market for him. I mean, every ten teams a year need a quarterback. I don't see a franchise guy. And the other thing is, I just I remember when they used to have that show, um, American Idol, I don't know anything about music, but you could see, you know, two bars, two notes, you'd be like, yeah, that's a star, that's a hack, that's a lounge singer, you can see talent, Dak Prescott's first year, there was something there, Joe Burrow, year one, there was something there, Uh, Josh Allen was wild, Lamar Jackson was young. Uh Joe Burrow, you see stuff Justin Herbert first year set rookie passing records. They have the 32nd ranked O-line in the league and a coach they fired. That's year 1. We're in year 3. <laughs> right? We're in year 3. I mean, Jordan Love had a bumpy October, but the last 10 games he's been a pro bowler. We're in year 3. I I just I don't think if you look around, Goff's not going anywhere. Minnesota's got cousins at worst. Jordan Love, with those receivers, you're going to be in shootouts. 10-28, and 28, I don't see it. Nice kid, think there's a market, but he's not good enough to overcome Chicago's bumpy and turbulent quarterback history, and you're going to have to make a decision by next year if you're paying him. Caleb Williams is a great prospect. You get another chance at a star quarterback. I don't see how you pass it up. I think Fields, good kid, says the right stuff, got talent, big, strong, a 10-28. and 28. What do you want me to do after 38 starts? What do you want me to do? Here's the kid after.
2: I gave him all, so um, whether it's here or not, you know, uh, I have no regrets. You know, I think I'm headed uh, up, you know? Um, you know. I felt growth this year on each and every game. I've been feeling it really since, you know, I've gotten back from injury. So, um, you know, I, th- I think I, you know, I'm better tremendously.
0: You know, it, it was interesting because I'm watching the Colts-Texans game. And, you know, there's there's this stat out there about, you know, winning is not a quarterback stat, and the hell it isn't. Uh, Houston wins that game because it's CJ e. Stroud. I mean, first play of the game, last drive. You're like, you, you, you're watching Josh. You put Josh Allen in Miami, two on Buffalo. Josh Allen and Miami win. I mean, that's they, don't listen to those analytic people. Lamar Jackson's worth 11 points. I saw Lamar last two years, end of the year, when he didn't play, and I watched that offense. They'd score 16 a game. With him, they scored 30. With him, they scored 52 against Miami. Don't listen to any of those analytic people. Analytics have holes. That's a hole. Um, Chicago's got players. DJ Moore's a number one. Cole Komet's a number one. They have secondary players, running backs, O-line. They've got now a bit of a pass rush. There's a market for Justin Fields. He is a dynamic athlete. It's fun to watch. But I think when you juxtapose he and Jordan Love on the field together, one just looks uh, more composed, less frenetic, more confident, more comfortable. One sees the field better. That's okay. Nobody's saying he can't play, but you have a lot of decisions to make here. You have to contextualize it. Bears have the number one pick through Carolina. They have a, this is a rich quarterback draft. You can restart the rookie quarterback clock, all that stuff has to be considered. And the other thing you have to look at if you're Chicago. If you're Chicago. Okay, you just watch Jordan Love. You think he's getting worse? Okay. You think Justin Fields is as good as Jordan Love with those receivers and that offensive coach? Cuz when you play Green Bay for the next decade, that kid's quarterback and for the next seven to eight years, he's getting no less athletic. He's got an offensive coach. And that receiving and tight end group, <laughs> good luck stopping them. So you better get a quarterback who can win shootouts because you're going to be in him for a decade with the Packers and that offense and that coach.
3: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast.
0: It's Freddie Prinz Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff.